Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, The Fog. But who we're not familiar with are the people just outside the tear, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. Now, when I first moved to Chicago, I was told that one of the most important things you can do is find a good landlord. And I found a great guy named Baya who really set me up in a great place. He was always there, took care of anything I needed. But I didn't really get to understand where he was coming from in terms of being a landlord. And I wish I would have, because this week's episode and this week's guest kind of filled me in on a side of that business I had no idea. Connor Thompson, thank you so much for doing this again. This is the second one you've done with us. Yes, it is. I'm yeah. very pleased and honored to be back. Thank uh, you. If you're listening, you can go back and catch Connor on episode 51, 28 weeks later with Laura Jean Korostecki. And actually, Q-meow? Yeah, that's how she likes to have that pronounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that's Yeah, I just want to make sure she did. So okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thanks for coming by, man. Oh, thank you. How's your uh, festival been? It's been great. It's been a bit uh, whirlwindy, for sure. Uh and but the sh- couple shows I've done have been wonderful, and everyone's yeah. been sweet, and it's been great. Last time we talked in Toronto, you th- there's like a fifty fifty ratio to people who like horror movies and absolutely hate them. Yeah, and you fall into the latter category. Squarely in the yeah, can't handle. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I hate them. I just yeah. like I'm not anti horror movie. I just hate watching them. Like yeah. I hate being scared. I don't like that feeling. I don't like. I like. Jump scares are just, I hate them so much. I can, even if I know they're coming, you anticipate them. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's all in the editing and blah, 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 blah. It's just, I just hate them. I hate that feeling of being scared. I hate it. <laughs> like, like how we dismiss, like, somebody's, like, editing. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 fine. Fucking bullshit. I don't yeah. like it. I, I understand. I Like, you know, I studied film at school. So, like, I understand how to construct these things. Or, like, yeah. I understand the theory behind it. And I'm like, you know what? fuck all that it just makes me feel scared and i don't like it i don't like it yeah i don't if we if i asked you this last time i apologize but i'm gonna do it again Sorry. do you have like a a particular story as a kid or something where you were really terrified by a movie or anything yeah like that that you can remember that was well the- um a, f- a couple kind of spring to mind uh and like again f- f- listeners feel free to laugh at my you know, kind of <laughs> sissiness, but like, I don't think this is that sissy. My, like, I saw Jurassic Park in the theater with my dad when it came out, like, I was like nine or 10. Yeah. And that was traumatizing. Was it really? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Jurassic yeah, Park? Yeah, I saw in the theater. It's I loved so it. Scary. Yeah. Of course you loved it because yeah. you're a normal person. I, <laughs> I was like, I was sitting there and I think my dad was like, oh my God, I should not have brought him to this. Really? Um, like I watched it and like I enjoyed it. Like it was like thrilling, but I was so scared. I was traumatized. I was covering my eyes. Like, come on. Like the guy, um, Samuel L. Jackson's like hand falls on her shoulder and yeah, then it's his arm. Scary. And then like in the kitchen, the kids are hiding the dinosaurs. Oh my God. Like I was, so I remember like, I don't remember going to see many movies from my childhood years. I remember that. I remember Aladdin. And, uh, you know, that's more my speed. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Love a lad. Uh, but yeah, I just remember being traumatized. And the other one that I, I, as a teenager, I saw, and I think this is what, this is the film that made me realize that I just can't handle this kind of stuff is a, uh, another Michael Crichton, uh, Sphere. 
Oh my God! Yeah, sphere. Sphere, yeah, I read the book and I was like, "This isn't that bad." And then I saw the movie and I was so scared. And I think I was like fifteen or sixteen, and I was like, "I can't watch this. I'm too scared." And my friends who I was watching it with me were like, "What are you talking about? This isn't that bad at all." I'm like, "I can't handle it." So, and from then on, like, it became a, an ongoing bit, like about how the scariest movie of all time was Sphere <laughs> to me, sphere, and. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I have not even considered watching it again, even though I read the book and like knew what was yeah. happening. It was too much. I think the one that I don't know if it scared me, but I I didn't like Congo. Congo is another one. Yeah, Congo. I read the book too ahead of time. I was like a big Michael Crichton kick in my early yeah. teens, apparently. Uh, but yeah, so the like, I don't know why, but the movie, yeah, traumatized. Yeah, it's the, the yeah I didn't care for it. Apes and whatnot. I think the only two experiences I have, like my grandpa took me to go see Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. And he fell asleep and was snoring very loud. <laughs> and then I had a relative who was like, you know, I don't know, like with an uncle or like a cousin or something. Like, I'm going to spend some time with, you know, sure. Connor or Adam. Yeah, exactly. It took me to go see Studio 54 because <laughs> I liked Mike Myers at the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. And it's me and this my relative and... Uh, that part comes up when Mike Myers is on the bed and he looks, I forget, he's looking at me, he goes, I want to suck your cock. Yeah. And this guy looks at me with uh, uh, this strange, like, it was very funny. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, I mean, yeah, this is not a scary movie, but yeah, when I, I was visiting my uncle in Toronto and I don't know, I was maybe like 12 or 13, same same time frame. And he was like, tr- we went to rent a movie and he rented uh, Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. Oh, yeah. That one. And uh it's not scary, but it's a raunchy enough that, uh, you know, he was, uh, we watched for like the first 10 minutes and he was like, nope, we're not watching this. <laughs> Made a mistake. Big mistake. I apologize. And I was like, come on. I worked at Blockbuster when I was oh. a, a kid. Yeah. I, I worked at Blockbuster in Allen Park and uh, I, my mom and I were hanging out one night. It was like around Christmas and I rented the clumps Great. for myself. And I was like, well, I'm going to hang out with my mom and I like, we'll watch a movie. I rented uh, Unfaithful. Yeah, not knowing what it was because I knew Diane Lane was in it, and then like one of those hardcore fucking scenes came up, and I went over to my buddy's house. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> I can't I'm going this. over to Garside's house for a little bit. I can't watch this with my mom. The other one that I remember was uh, my dad rented uh, on VHS when I was probably younger, like nine or ten. Um, what he assumed was like a fun family comedy mm-hmm. uh, called Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Oh Goldway. my God, yeah. And, like the first scene is him like drinking and driving on his way to like a, <laughs> a birthday party and it would last like less than a minute. And my dad was like, no, we're not watching this. And I was like, again, like, oh man, that would be- <laughs> come on. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, those are, I mean, scary in their own way. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Scary yeah. in the life choices that you make, yeah. in a sense, can lead you down certain paths. But And then I just, I did Ghostbusters at my grandparents. Oh, when yeah. I stayed at my grandparents, I would rent Ghostbusters. I'm pretty sure uh, when I, there you go, watching Ghostbusters 2 yeah. with like, you know, the painting, uh, I was like hiding behind the couch. I was scared of that. that it's pretty scary. That painting is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who the actor is who, who did it, but he's scary i think that i i mean i i'm gonna botch the story but there was an article that came out a while ago about the actor who played that guy and he was some kind of like soviet block like boxer or wrestler or really something. yeah I, i'm butchering it but he has he had this crazy life wow um and ended up in this film and uh yeah i shouldn't have brought that up because that's all that what i remember well, no, about but that's it, like but when you, you can like, google it when i found out vinnie jones was like a soccer goon right. or a soccer hooligan or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and now he's all in these spike jones movies yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. Or the fact that Matthew Broderick killed a guy. He did? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? 
It was he in hit, Ireland, I think. He hit him. Him with a car or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was drinking and driving, but he, he definitely killed somebody. <laughs> and Well, maybe he did that, and like maybe it was a young guy, and like his spirit inhabited him, which is why Matthew Broderick is like eternally young. He is As, young. Yeah, yeah. He, sw- he ate someone's soul <laughs> to stay that way. Every 10 years, he has to run over vehicular yeah, manslaughter. Exactly. To, keep, to keep his youthful appearance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Connor, thanks for uh, thanks for coming by. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to be talking to local landlord Michelle Delmore. This week's episode is brought to you by horror streaming service Shudder.com. You can check out all kinds of spooky things on Shudder, but be sure to check out their exclusive film, Revenge, and also the former sci-fi series now exclusively on Shudder Channel Zero. Make sure you go to Shudder.com and use the promo code NEIGHBORS for a one-month free subscription to check out all the spooktaculars I have on that site. That's Shudder.com, promo code NEIGHBORS. And now, back to the show. Uh, well, thank you for, for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. I'm very fascinated to talk about real estate and being a landlord. Uh, absolutely. I can help you. Yeah. Well, Anything you need to know. Uh you know, I know a lot about owning uh, and operating uh, low-rise apartments in small-town Maine. Well, uh, Michelle Delmore. That's me. Uh, thank you so much for coming by. Did you find the place okay? Was yep, it- no problem. Uh, one thing you get used to as a landlord is knowing where to find the numbers on houses and other buildings. Is there, there- like a set code for that? Because I like, you know, how like hobos have written language on the sides of posts where they were staying sure. at. Is that the same thing? Like, do you find out? Well, it's just, you know, you can look at a building's architecture and you can make an educated guess as to where the architect would have put the house number. <laughs> oh, cool. So I found this house quite quickly. My eyes went right to the number on the outside. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, so no problem there. That's great. Well, uh, so you are you live in Maine now, right? I do, But yeah. you're not originally from Maine. You're- well, I... Uh, no, I, I came here when I was young. I raised in Maine, but uh, my parents were French Canadian lumberjacks. Oh, okay. Um, and actually built a number of buildings out of the wood that they themselves cut down, uh, which, you know, kind of. So I was raised amongst buildings, you might say, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the the construction and running of them. So I, you would say being a landlord is probably in my blood in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Any desire to be a lumberjack at all? Or? Uh, fun? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, by that point, I think the, uh, you know, the my, my drive became to to inhabit buildings and build them rather than chop down the materials for them. Like oh. it just kind of shifted, you know. Rather kind of build the, something than... Then, break something then down. break something down yeah. exactly exactly so you do a lot of work with uh you were telling me the shawshank prison is that right <sighs> yeah uh, yeah here's the story okay, okay. I, <laughs> I own a i own um a place that i call delmore estates uh-huh. sure it's vain okay it's named after me but you know it's it was my first building it's really the crown jewel of my empire which is that one building uh-huh. um and uh <laughs> You know, the the warden from Shawshank approached me uh, not long after I acquired the building and asked if it could be used as kind of a halfway house for um, released uh, inmates, paroled yeah. inmates. And I said, you know what, as part of my contribution to this community, yes, I'm happy to help in the continued rehabilitation of some of our ex-cons who deserve a second shot at life. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was very charitable at the time. Little did I know 
um, once I kind of opened my doors to these uh, men, uh, my life would change, and not for the better. And this is nothing against them personally, but it kind of is, because every single man, except one, who was released to live in my building, killed themselves in my building. Yeah. It I don't mean to was laugh, it became a bloodbath. Yeah. And not just in conventional kind of suicide ways. Right. Um sure we had, you know, that old Brooks. Brooks hung Brooks, himself yeah. from a rafter. Yeah. And not only hung himself, but went out of his way to vandalize the apartment ahead of time. <laughs> Like, you're not, obviously, you know, the deposit is not being returned for that one. <laughs> right, like, right. That, that was carved deeply into the, into like, quite a, a very beautiful kind of exposed beam <laughs> yeah, yeah, you in can't the kitchen. Yeah, you over that. And, 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 you know, that kind of architecture isn't everywhere. It's a, it's a beautiful kind of unique piece, mm-hmm. just ruined. Yeah. Just ruined by some guy carving his name and then kicking out the stool from under his feet. Like... I mean, and that's one of the, the tamer examples. Is that right? There's, so it gets way more intense oh, than what goodness. happened with, with He was Brooks. not the first and he was not the last. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they all vandalize the apartment? And Yeah. Really? They all sign their name somewhere. It's it's appalling. And I have several units that I rent out. And uh-huh. it's like it's like a, just an index of, of past inmates at Shawshank uh-huh. Redemption. They sign their name on the walls. They carve it into the floor. They write it on the bathtub. They chip, chip it out of the porcelain of the bathtub sometimes. That's it's awfully aggressive. It is awfully aggressive. It's, and, and, and it's not like there's a, a, a lack of space in those places. It, it got to the point where I would, before they got there, I would, uh, I would, I would get myself a, just a stack of paper uh-huh. and a pencil. And I would say, look, I'd leave a little note that said, look, if you're going to kill yourself and you want to leave your name, just use this. It's a guest book, basically. I got a guest book for each room. How many people I, took you up on that? Uh, none. Honestly, <laughs> those guest books are empty. They all just kept carving their names into the walls and appliances of the apartment. Yeah. And then <laughs> often... The appliances? Oh, yeah. The appliances, yeah. too. Like, the refrigerator. Uh, one guy... I'll say this. Like, one guy, like, spell, spelled his name out in grapes on the top floor of the refrigerator. At least I can clean that up, right? Yeah. At least I can clean that up. Yeah. Uh, but it took several days for me to find that. And, uh, you know, the refrigerator, he unplugged the refrigerator. So the grapes got a little mushy and, you know, that was... He unplugged I, the refrigerator? Yeah, well, because he killed himself with the cord. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then he then he pushed the refrigerator. This is what I'm saying. They're not all, like, clean deaths. Like, at least Brooks just hung himself. Right. This guy tied the cord around his neck and then somehow levered the, the refrigerator to tip over and crush him. So he had kind of a backup plan in yeah, case the yeah. hanging. He really wanted to die. Yeah. And then, of course, I open it up and he's individually taped grapes to the top floor of the top floor, the top shelf of the refrigerator that says Donnie was here. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, it's just like a, you know, it's like a, that was a fun little Russian doll of horrors to kind of <laughs> uncover. I'm fascinated with this. So, like when you when you rent out this apartment to these former inmates like do you sort of have like i imagine not at first but after a while sort of the understanding like you're probably going to kill yourself in here like you know what i, I i'm an optimist uh-huh. so i always think hopefully this will be the one that doesn't yeah. you know and uh it's in the it's in the lease right no parties no pets no killing yourself yeah, yeah. but they just i mean what are they 
you know, obviously they're criminals, so they don't care about the law. Well, yeah, I guess. So they're yeah. contravening the lease whenever they want, though none of them ever had pets, and uh, very few of them had parties, but they all killed themselves. That's so, t- And you have to find these guys. Yeah. I imagine at first that's pretty pretty shocking and horrifying, right? At first, it's always horrifying. It never yeah. gets easier <laughs> because they yeah. continue to find these insane inventive ways to kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. What's the cleanup process like for you? Like, does it take days? Like, do you have to power wash oh the floors gosh, to make yeah. sure that, you know, there's... The cleaning bills are insane. And it, again, it depends on the way they've decided to do it. Right. Uh, you know, the, the fridge guy was pretty grisly. You know, those fridges are heavy. Those are like 1950s, 60s era refrigerators, kind of the first, some of the first models. Yeah, they were. And uh, yeah, those are basically like miniature nuclear fallout shelters. <laughs> so when they tip over and crush a guy's skull, yeah. there's not much left. Right. And it's right. basically, you know, you get out your heavy duty vacuum and you suck up as much as you can. But that stuff's, you know, it's in the floors. It gets in the wood. It's in the wood forever. Yeah. It's in the wood. And there's just, you know, there's a certain smell that comes, you know, have you ever smelled the mix of like human uh, remains and and pine <laughs> no no not a pleasant I, I, I haven't no. i hope i don't i hope i never do but no it's not pleasant and um you know so the cleanup is is quite grisly like you find i, I mean and i found body parts like long after the fact oh like, the really? way these guys killed themselves was just invented i mean i don't blame them they probably pick up all sorts of things on the inside uh, right probably a lot tips of tri- and yeah. tricks yeah so they i get self disembowelments with you know i had an ice cream scoop once i discovered embedded in this guy's stomach and he's trying to scoop out his own insides as some kind of creative way you know to kind of i don't know if he's sending a message or some <laughs> kind of symbolic thing yeah. i think i heard later that actually he you know he'd been a murderer who they called him the ice cream killer because because he would scoop out the insides of his victims. So gotcha. Maybe it was kind of like a symbolic kind of closing of the circle uh, <laughs> right, for him yeah. and his kind of reign of terror. Uh, but obviously I had to throw that out. Sure. Well, yeah, you can't keep that. Can't there. keep that. Yeah. You know, I thought about it. My wife was like, you can't just clean that and put it back in the drawer. You know, people are going to know. Well, yeah. So I got to buy a new ice cream scoop for unit 501. And those aren't cheap. Well, not back then. They were kind of a new invention. <laughs> you know, that was like, you yeah. know, again, the the heyday, my heyday was the kind of 1960s. Yeah. And uh, man, I'll, I'll tell you this one time uh, in the bathroom, uh-huh. right? Uh, I told you this is the guy who, who chiseled his name into the tub, right? And look. Not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to yeah. do. He's a big fella. Um, and, uh, you know, what he what he actually ended up doing to kill himself again elaborate plenty of ways to kill yourself could have done it easy bathtubs commonplace as i understand it you know people uh people find ways to do that you know i if you want to kill yourself tip the toaster into the tub right right this guy no nothing so simple i go into the bathroom and the bathtub is flipped up over on its like it's a beautiful claw foot you know yeah. it's flipped up over on its on you know ass over tea kettle if i may use the phrase of course you can and I'm like, well, something's under that, obviously. <laughs> right. Something is right. under that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I can probably guess what it is. It's probably, right, yeah. So this, and as I said, he was a pretty big fella. And, um, and uh, he somehow managed, again, to like be in the, in the tub. Yeah. And then while he was in it, flip it over so it was covering him essentially entombing him in the bathtub yeah. and the, the 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 doctor said he slowly suffocated himself to death <laughs> this way by being entombed in the tub 
And as I, I, I mean, to his credit, he planned it out because he actually brought in with him a little caulking gun, and he caulked the edges of, underneath the tub to really seal in, seal himself in. Yeah. So no air coming in or out of that. Yeah. And um, again, a pretty grisly scene, as you might imagine. Do you think maybe like they're doing this to get back at you in some way? Shape, I can't or imagine why I'm doing yeah. them a favor. I, right, I know it seems pretty bizarre, but I just, this seems like a lot of effort. And a lot of cleanup for you. Like, this isn't, you know. Well, that's what I said. I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to speak ill of anybody, but uh, the, um, you know, the warden up there and the people who run the place, I think they run a pretty tight ship. I don't think Shawshank's a terribly pleasant place to be. It so those guys come like, out yeah. of there with demons. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. And so I went up to the, one day I just got five or six in a row, right? Just brains everywhere, you know, self, all sorts of terrible ways to go. And I went up, I went up the hill and I said to the warden, I was like, look, these guys are coming down and they're just within a few weeks, they're killing themselves. Yeah. Is there any way we can make some kind of deal where like you just keep them an extra few weeks and maybe they'd kill themselves up there? Like, yeah, maybe they just. I don't know, you release them into kind of like a shed or something that you have on the ground. Sure. And tell them they're released. And yeah. like, because if they're just going to, and, and that's the other thing, if they're just going to kill themselves, what's even the point? Just keep them up there. Right. And they're happier. I, it right? seems like they've they've grown accustomed to that lifestyle. They've grown accustomed. They've grown accustomed to being institutionalized. Yeah. Right. It's not an easy thing. To, that's why the res, recidivism, is that the word? I think so, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why it's so high, it seems like, in prison. Exactly. You know, they want to yeah. get back in there. Yeah. They got their buddies. They got their fun gray suits. That's they are fun. They're basically like pajamas. They yeah. look looks pretty comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't blame them. They can't handle the outside world. It's just a real pain. You know, when you find a thumb, a human thumb, That's... that has been jammed into the kitchen drain. And, you know, you got to pry that out with a fork, and you can't use that fork again. Right? Well, no, you can't just wash it and give it. Yeah, no, I, think the again, right I go through so much cutlery, just fishing things out of corners. and Jesus. Yeah. Do you ever think about terminating your contract with Shawshank? Like, hey, don't. I mean, I I just want to cut ties. That's it. We're done. I tried, but they got this guy up there, uh, Dufresne, who's like some kind of legal wizard, who's got me in this yeah. ironclad thing. That oh, he I, really? Yeah. He, if he I tried to, you. he kind of. I mean, it's my own fault for not reading the fine print. But basically, uh, the deal I signed, and you're not going to believe this, but it's true. The deal I signed is if I break the contract, which is a an indefinite contract, uh, Shawshank Prison has the right to. Just come to my building and burn it to the ground. <laughs> I signed off on that. I signed off. Like you know, prison can just come and burn your apartment down? I don't know who they get. They probably got some arsonists in there that they can just kind of, you know, contract for the use, day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just do it. So, like, I'm pretty wary of those guys up there, you know? And they got, they're, right, they're running a tight ship. We got to get you in touch with the lawyer. Because this seems like you got to get out of this thing. I'd love, if you, if you know anyone, that'd be great. I know I'm, a couple people that are lawyers, but yeah. The worst are the defenestrations. <laughs> the guys just chuck themselves out of a window. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be good for you though, because it's got to be an easy cleanup for you. Just sweep you know the what? Street. And if they get far enough and it's on the street and on the sidewalks, the city's problem. <laughs> well, I for your sake, Michelle, I hope the next folks who kill themselves just jump out the window. And thanks, and I will say this: thanks, uh, the one inmate who came and did not kill himself. Red, yeah. Uh, he just bailed in his parole, and so uh, uh, also bailed on his rent. So, fuck. Yeah. Well, no silver lining really to that. 
I guess, yeah, I guess not. At least he, I mean, I was going to say at least he didn't kill himself, but. No, he, but no. he carved his name right next to Brooks's. So fuck that guy. <laughs> well, Michelle Delmore, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks I wish you me. nothing but the best with future tenants. I, you know, I don't hold any hope for that, but thank you very much. Well, thanks for coming by. <laughs> thanks for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself and Nate DeFort with editing done by Nate DeFort. Original music was composed by Jesse Case and additional music was composed by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Michelle Delmore was played by Connor Thompson. If you're in Toronto, you can catch Connor as part of the improv troupe The Lusty Mannequins at the Bad Dog Theater who started the show again this fall, so go over there and check it out. We also want to send out a very, very special thank you to Mark Soboleski. If you'd like to support My Neighbors Are Dead while getting unique swag and a look behind the scenes of how we make the show, go to patreon.com slash mynaborsaredead. No amount is too small and every bit helps. If you have yet to rate and review My Neighbors Are Dead on iTunes, please take a second and do so. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by and share your favorite episodes. If you want to join in weekly discussions about the movies covered on our episodes, you can join us on our Facebook group, The Neighbors Movie Society. Big thanks to this week's sponsor, Shudder. If you want one free month of Shudder to meet all your horror streaming needs, use the promo code NEIGHBORS at Shudder.com. Once again, that's promo code NEIGHBORS at Shudder.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. 